بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سورة الفرقان سورة الشعراء and سورة النمل سورة الفرقان is a مكي سورة its central theme is to give a severe warning against those who reject the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and to reassure the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and the companions Allah presents the different types of denials faced by the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم not just denial but mockery as well as the obstinate opponents which he had to face Allah quotes exactly what these people say waqala alladhina kafaru in hadha illa ifkun uftarahu wa a'anahu alayhi qawmun akharun faqad ja'u dhulman wa zura wa qalu asatir al-awwalina iktatabaha fa hiya tumla alayhi bukratan wa asila and those who disbelieve say this Quran is not except a falsehood he invented and another people assisted him in it. But they have committed an injustice and a lie. And they say legends of the former people which he has written down and they are dictated to him morning and afternoon. Allah then goes on in verse 7 and 8 to describe the ridiculous arguments which they put against the Prophet ﷺ. Why is it that this messenger eats food and walks in the markets? Why was there not sent down to him an angel so he could be with the, him a warner? Or why is not a treasure presented to him from heaven? Or does he not have a garden from which he eats? And the wrongdoers say, you follow not but a man affected by magic. In this verse, you will find particularly graphic and vivid descriptions of the hellfire, which is the final destination of people who continue to reject the prophets in this manner. In verse 11, But they have denied the hour, and we have prepared for those who deny the hour ablaze. When the hellfire sees them from a distant place, they will hear its fury and roaring. When they are thrown into a narrow place therein, bound in chains, they will cry out therein for destruction. Do not cry this day for one destruction, but cry for much destruction. Allah goes on to give the examples of different prophets and the similar rejections which they face. The Prophet Musa, the Prophet Nuh, the Prophet Hud, the Prophet Thamud, the Prophet Lut, alayhim salam Their fate is compared to the people of paradise and you find vivid descriptions of the people of paradise and the blessings they will enjoy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah gives an example of shade. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ كَيْفَ مَدَّ الظِّلَّ وَلَوْ شَاءَ لَجَعَلَهُ سَاكِنًا ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا الشَّمْسَ عَلَيْهِ دَلِيلًا Allah gives an example of shade of how he gives relief to people from the difficulties which they face. Have you not considered your Lord how he extends the shadow? And if he willed, he could have made it stationary. Then we have made the sun for it an indication. The Prophet ﷺ is told to continue with his da'wah and to strive hard against those who reject Iman. فَلَا تُطِعِ الْكَافِرِينَ وَجَاهِدْهُمْ بِهِ جِهَادًا كَبِيرًا And do not follow the disbelievers and strive hard against them with the greatest form of striving. What is the jihad in kabira here? What is the greatest form of striving here? It is the Qur'an. The arguments of the Qur'an, the evidences of the Qur'an. In fact, the whole surah, Furqan, means literally the criterion between right and wrong, which is, of course, the Qur'an. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began the surah by saying, تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْفُرْقَانَ عَلَىٰ أَبْدِهِ لِيَكُونَ لِلْعَالَمِينَ نَذِيرًا Blessed be he who sent down the criterion upon his servant, that he may be to the world a warner. And the Prophet ﷺ himself complains, and we should take note of this complaint in the Quran, in this surah, in verse 30. وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّي إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَحْجُورًا And the Messenger has said, My Lord, indeed my, peop- my people have taken this Qur'an as a thing abandoned. The bad manners, mockery and false reasoning of those who reject faith is compared at the end of the surah to the excellence of the servants of Ar-Rahman. From verse 63 to 76, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the qualities of Ibad rahman the faithful servants of Ar-Rahman. They are those who walk upon the earth modestly, without arrogance, without too much noise. And when the foolish ones address them, they say, Salam, they say peace. They don't respond in kind to rudeness with rudeness. And those who spend the night before their Lord prostrating and standing, and they make dua, our Lord avert from us the doom of hell. The doom of hell is indeed anguish. It is a wretched abode and destination. Those when they spend, they neither go to the two extremes, but are firmly stationed in between, in between the two. And those who do not invoke any other God besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who do not take a life out of injustice, and those who don't commit adultery, And those who make repentance and perform good deeds and turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who do not give false witnesses, and those when they are reminded about the revelation, it affects them and they turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they make this famous dua. رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنَ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرَّةَ عَيُّنٍ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا O oh, our Lord, grant us from our wives and children coolness of our eyes and make us for the God-fearing leaders. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't just ask us to be from the muttaqeen. He asks us to make us from the imams of the muttaqeens, the leaders of the muttaqeens. This shows us in Islam we have to have very high aspirations. Surah al-Shu'ara literally means the poets. And the name of the surah comes from the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the poets as wandering aimlessly in the valleys and how the, only the deviators follow them and that they roam aimlessly, and they say what they do not do. Except those who believe and do righteous deeds and remember Allah often, and defend the Muslims when they are wronged. And those who have been wronged, uh, uh, and then those who have been wronged, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will surely defend them. Poetry was the media of the day and had a huge impact in shaping public opinion as it does today. And this surah has a strong theme of language. There is a lot of dialogue in this surah and an emphasis on eloquence in conveying the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This surah is a surah preparing the Prophet for the stage of public calling to Islam when he will be in an open arena facing the elite of the society, facing their propaganda and the top uh, tactics that they use. We have two very clear uh, examples in this surah which is the example of Musa and Pharaoh and the example of Musa against the magicians. But you also have the example of Ibrahim with his father, Nuh with his people, Hud with his people, uh, Hud with his people, Ad, Thamud and Lut, and how they dialogued and interacted with their people.
Let's focus on the example of Musa. When Musa is given prophethood, he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي أَخَافُ أَنْ يُكَذِّبُونَ وَيَضِيقُ صَدْرِي وَلَا يَنْطَلِقُ لِسَانِي فَأَرْسِلْ إِلَى هَارُونَ He said, My Lord, indeed I fear that they will deny me, and that my breast will tighten and my tongue will not be fluent. So send for Harun. Musa in this surah makes dua. For the, uh, or in surah Taha, he explicitly makes the dua, and here it's implied where he asked for the speech impediment which he used to have to be relieved. It's important to be eloquent and clear in your message. There's a fascinating dialogue in this surah between Musa and, uh, uh, and Pharaoh, which demonstrates how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports the callers to truth in their most difficult situations. When Musa faces Pharaoh, Pharaoh uses the carrot and stick approach to try and disable Musa's arguments. قَالَ أَلَمْ نُرَبِّكَ فِيْنَا وَلِيدًا وَلَبِتَّ فِيْنَا مِنْ عُمْرِكَ سِنِينَ وَفَعَلْتَ فَعْلَتَكَ وَفَعَلْتَ فَعْلَتَكَ الَّتِي فَعَلْتَ وَأَنْتَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ Pharaoh said, Did we not raise you amongst us as a child, and you remained amongst us for years of your life, and then you did your deed which you did, and you were of the ungrateful? Pharaoh tries two separate and different tactics. Number one, he reminds him, that uh, Musa salam, you grew up in my household and I brought you up when you were young. And then he reminds him that you killed somebody in the famous incident before he became a prophet and he struck a man across the face and that man fell down dead. He reminds him that you've killed somebody and you're accountable for me for that. Musa's response is comprehensive and eloquent. He deals with Pharaoh's arguments in reverse order. First of all, the accidental murder. قَالَ فَعَلْتُهَا إِذًا وَأَنَا مِنَ الضَّالِّينَ فَفَرَضْتُ مِنْكُمْ لَمَّا خِفْتُكُمْ فَوَهَبَ لِي رَبِّي حُكْمًا وَجْعَلَنِي مِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ Musa said, I did it when I was of those who were astray. So I fled from you when I feared you that my Lord granted me wisdom and prophethood and appointed, for me, appointed me as one of the messengers. He is saying this is before I became a prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now conferred prophethood and wisdom upon me. And as for his first argument, And this is the favor which you remind me of that you have enslaved children of Israel. It's only because I was separated from my mother because of your oppression that I had to be brought up in your household. So Musa is so eloquent in rebuking Pharaoh in his court, in front of his courtiers. You then find that in front of the courtiers, Pharaoh starts to become sarcastic, starts to mock and ridicule Musa salam. But we learn an important lesson that Musa remains completely focused on his call to Tawheed. You will see that Pharaoh starts to throw one argument after another, mocking him, uh, First of all, he tries to mock him. Then he tries to dismiss him. Then he tries to threaten him. But each time he does this, Musa remains fixed on his mission and his goal. Simply calling to Tawheed, calling to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't get distracted by people. They'll ask you about this aspect of Islam, that aspect of Islam. No, stay focused on your main central message, which is the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that he alone deserves worship. Surah An-Naml. Surah An-Naml literally means the ants, and it tells the story of a vast and powerful civilization built on the Iman of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
It says in detail the description of two prophet kings from Bani Israel, Prophet Dawood and his son Prophet Sulaiman. Both Dawood and Sulaiman could understand the language of animals. And Sulaiman was a prophet and a king who had been given a kingdom which has not been paralleled by any kingdom before or afterwards. He was given by the permission of Allah control over animals and birds. He could understand their speech and communicate with them. They would march as part of his armies. He also had jinn working under his command. His armies were huge and the buildings he constructed were magnificent. In this surah you see the story of the Queen of Sabat, the Queen of Sheba, and it describes the palaces which were built for Sulaiman with paved glass floors and rivers running underneath them. Under his command were deep sea divers that would retrieve precious pearls and copper deep mines. Despite the material wealth and power he possessed, he remained grateful and a thankful worshipper before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to Dawood we gave uh, Sulaiman an excellent servant. Indeed, he was one repeatedly turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that can be found in Surah Sa'd verse 30. Allah is inspiring to the Muslims that despite being persecuted in Mecca, they on account of their Iman and the qualities which they have will also be given a great civilization, a great uh, dominion that combines the good of this world and the good of the hereafter. Now in this surah, you find the qualities of Sulaiman's great civilization which have been mentioned. So many qualities. And these are qualities which we need to have as part of the Muslim Ummah. The first quality of that, knowledge. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَ دَاوُدَ سُؤَ سُلَيْمَانَ عِلْمًا وَقَالَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي فَضَّلَنَا عَلَى كَثِيرٍ مِّنْ عِبَادِهِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And we, certainly give, we have certainly given to Dawood and Sulaiman knowledge. And they said, Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah who has favored us upon many, uh, above many of his believing servants. So with knowledge comes gratitude, thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third quality, mastering of language and communication. وَوَرِثَ سُلَيْمَانَ دَاوُودَ وَقَالَ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عُلِّمْنَا مَنْطِقَ الطَّيْرِ وَأُوتِينَا مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ إِنَّ هَذَا لَهُوَ الْفَضْلُ الْمُبِينَ and Sulaiman inherited uh, David and he said, Oh my people, we have been taught the language of birds and we have been given from all things. Indeed, this is an evident bounty. The abundance, fourthly, of manpower and resources deployed in a disciplined manner. And gathered for Sulaiman were his soldiers and the jinn and the men and the birds and they were marching in rows. We find in the story of Sulaiman clear hierarchy. The hood bird transfers information directly to Sulaiman. The hood bird also teaches us so much about an effective citizen and an effective employee. It is determined. It shares the vision of its leader bringing news about any other civilization which does not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And despite this information, Sulaiman still checks the validity of the information from the hood bird. You also find in this civilization there is consultation where Sulaiman speaks to his subjects, those of high rank, those of low rank, and consults them in their opinion. The Prophet ﷺ was from the greatest of prophets to consult. Despite being guided by revelation, he would ask people's views and opinions, and that would bring ownership from their companions. 
the correct view would then automatically rise to the top. Consultation shura does not bring about indecisiveness. It brings about decisiveness and determination. And Sulaiman salam he attributes this great civilization to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَىٰ إِبَادِهِ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَىٰ اللَّهُ خَيْرٌ أَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ Say praise, uh, praise be to Allah. And P, uh, uh, sorry, this verse is uh, instructing the Prophet ﷺ to say, Say praise be to Allah and peace upon his servants whom he has chosen. Is Allah better or what they associate with him? Now in this um, surah you find a very famous dua of Sulaiman salam. When Sulaiman was cutting across a valley with his army, an ant came and uh, and warned her colony that Sulaiman is coming and he will crush us without even realizing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Sulaiman's reaction. So Sulaiman smiled, amused at her speech and said, My Lord, enable me to be grateful for your favor upon me and upon my parents and do righteous deeds which you approve of and admit me by your mercy into the ranks of the righteous servants. We learn from this that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you some of his blessings, Sulaiman, he has control over so many of the resources of the world. But this simple blessing of being able to understand the language of the ants causes an emotional reaction in him. He smiles broadly, like the smile of all the prophets. The prophets never used to laugh out loud in a way which is kind of losing control, but they used to smile broadly until their molar teeth could be seen. He smiles broadly. It's a deep emotional reaction to the blessings which he recognizes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. And then he makes dua for the blessings to be increased and he shows gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That teaches us when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you some of his blessings, you must be grateful, especially those secret blessings that other people are not aware of. Show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do not show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings he gives you, he subhanahu wa ta'ala will take away those blessings. But if you show gratitude, he will increase you in those blessings. Hada wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.